0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host Alex Wilson. And Daniel Jones is reportedly seeking a lot of money. Okay, well, maybe not Daniel Jones, but his representatives, his agency, they definitely want to get their guy the bag. According to Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News, Jones's representatives are asking for more than forty-five million dollars per year on a multi-year contract extension. So we thought the, the previous reports were bizarre. 45 million per season is what Daniel Jones was seeking, or at least as as close to it as possible. Well, now this new report is saying that he wants more than 45 million per year. So meaning Daniel Jones wants to be paid like a top 5 quarterback in the NFL. Outrageous report. Is it true? Who knows. Pat Leonard, he's had his hits, he's had his misses, and I think that this report about 45 million plus per year probably not accurate. However, it could be. And if it is, the Giants are likely going to have to settle for the franchise tag on Daniel Jones. This could have major ramifications on their free agency and really their entire offseason if they can't come to an extension with Daniel Jones. So we're going to go ahead and dive into this report, give our takes on it, what we think about it, and uh, kind of explain how it's crazy and it really should never happen. Daniel Jones should not be getting over $45 million per season in the 2023 offseason. But Alex, I'm curious to know if maybe you disagree with me on that one. So I'll go ahead and let you take a stab at it. But before we give you the mic uh make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode
0: and subscribe to fireside giants if you're new and ring the bell so you don't miss one but alex take it away i mean guys you know if you need my take it's pretty damn simple this has to be a load of shit you know what i mean this has to be a load of shit there's no way no way guys no freaking way anyone even the dumbass agents that Daniel jones has repping him now after firing his old ones that are trying to justify A Patrick Mahomes type contract for Daniel Jones. Okay. I don't know if they just snuck meth in their coffee this morning. I don't know what they're freaking doing. But they're making themselves look stupid. And I get that this is a negotiation tactic. I get you you ask for the moon and the stars and you end up on the moon. You know what I mean? Like you you ask for more and you end up in the middle. But when you're asking for that much, it just makes you look bad. You know what I mean? Like you're just looking, you're you're just looking for to be egregious. You're looking to be Over, you're just trying to do something crazy and sensationalize the entire thing, and then suddenly you realize, like, Daniel Jones isn't worth Patrick Mahomes' money, never was, probably never, ever, ever will be. Right? I think we can all agree on that. Now, the thing is, I think Daniel Jones is worth 37 38 million, I can get on board with that. But we're talking 45 plus million dollars. You don't need to be an asshole to get a fair deal. You know what I mean? and Joe Shane said he's talked to DJ. He knows, you know, what where, where his head's at. He's hanging out in Cabo, wherever the hell he is these days, enjoying his days, enjoying his offseason while his agents go to work and try to get him the best deal. But asking for that much just makes him look bad. Like now I'm like, I don't even want DJ out with those numbers. You know what I mean? Like of course I'd love for them to get a, a good deal done that's fair and reasonable. But like the further they go up and make themselves look like idiots, the further I'm like, this is not going to work. You know, if they're asking for that much, this is not going to work. Um, you know, if they are going to ask for that much, you can pretty much guarantee Daniel Jones is going to be franchise tagged, they're putting them in, themselves in a position, they're his agents, that he's going to get tagged, you know what I mean, and then they're not going to be able to negotiate with any other teams so you're looking at, and they're kind of waiting what kind of money is Derek Carr going to get, what kind of money is DJ going to get, what kind of money is anybody else going to get, Derek Carr's contract may be kind of where it starts depending on if he signs first or DJ signs first um, it's going to be interesting I am just pissed off right now I don't want to talk about this anymore, I don't Want to talk about the that we we saw the forty five million dollars report and then we're seeing forty five plus million dollars, and it's not DJ; it's his agents, and I get that, so I'm not blaming him. But I am looking at his agents saying, "Dude, like you are making yourself look so dumb because no one is going to buy this load of crap." You know what I mean? They're using the public. They're using people like us to get the message out there. But I'm calling them out right now and saying you guys are dumb as hell because I'm not buying that shit. Nobody's buying that shit. And I swear to God, if they, if, if they keep up with this nonsense, I'm going to be so freaking mad. I'd rather just move on because it's just – it's just pissing me off at this point. It's nonsense. It's illogical. It doesn't make any sense at all. And Daniel Jones, love for him to come back on a fair deal that makes sense for both for both sides. But Joe Shane's probably looking at his agents like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, I we want Daniel Jones back. We've publicly said we want him back. Why are you Why are you guys making this all about you know raising the? And I get try to get as much money as possible. Totally understand that. But you can get as much money as possible without making yourself look dumb. And forty-five plus million dollars is just making themselves look dumb. It makes them because they're in the same realm as Patrick Mahomes, and that is not where Daniel Jones' market is. It never has been, never will be. You know what I mean? So, I'm very emotional today. I'm pissed off. I don't like this entire process. It's dumb as hell, Anthony. What are you thinking about this? Because I'm just, I'm just over it already. So
1: a few things about what you said. Okay, so first of all, you asked Daniel Jones, maybe he's hanging out in Cabo. So actually, Joe Shane yesterday during one of his pressers at uh, the Combine said he spoke to Daniel Jones in person on Monday because he walked into the facility and Daniel Jones happened to be in there getting a workout in. So I thought that was pretty cool. He said that's the way that Daniel Jones is wired. He's there. He's still working out amidst these contract negotiations, amidst all of the different reports and rumors that are circling around them. He's still in the building trying to get better and prepare for the 2023 season. So I thought that was cool. Might as well throw that out there. DJ still working hard, trying to earn that contract. But another thing that I will say, because you mentioned you want this to be done and over with, well, it will be really soon. The deadline is Tuesday. The Giants have to choose whether or not they're going to franchise tag Daniel Jones by Tuesday and they have to get the long-term deal done by Tuesday because if they don't and they have to franchise tag Daniel Jones they can't franchise tag Saquon Barkley and they're not likely to come to an extension deal with Saquon Barkley in this short amount of time while not having the Daniel Jones contract worked out they really have to get the Daniel Jones contract worked out before they can focus on Saquon Barkley so I think it's really crunch time right now. The Giants now only have a few days. They've got to get this deal done with DJ. I know uh, Joe Shane is going to be meeting with his representatives pretty much every single day of the combine and every single day afterwards, hoping to get this deal done by Tuesday. But if it doesn't get done, Daniel Jones gets hit with the franchise tag. What the hell happens to Saquon Barkley? That's really a big storyline that's going to come out of this, because if Barkley isn't getting the franchise tag and they're also still pretty far apart on contract negotiations. Plus, it seems like the Giants are dedicating all of their time to the negotiation of Daniel Jones and very little of their time to Saquon Barkley. Well, dude, it sounds like this might be a situation where the Giants have to pick one or the other, and it seems pretty clear and obvious who they're going to choose. They are choosing Daniel Jones. They are trying to get that deal done first and foremost. So, Alex, what are your thoughts on that? If the Giants go ahead and franchise tag Daniel Jones, can they afford Saquon Barkley? Do you want to see them bring back Saquon Barkley? I know that Joe Shane said that if they do get a deal done with Daniel Jones, they will likely Uh, franchise tag Saquon Barkley because they'll have the uh, cap maneuverability and uh, the salary space to do that but if they don't get a deal done with Daniel Jones Alex what happens to Saquon Barkley
0: you know what I think for the first time I feel indifferent you know I don't care if Saquon if, if they let Saquon walk I understand I get it I get the logic behind it They keep Saquon. I get the logic behind it. I understand. You know what I mean? No matter what happens with him, I get the direction that they want to go. On one side of things, you're keeping a leader, you're keeping a captain, you're keeping your best offensive playmaker. You're, you know, giving him that loyalty. And I think that sends a message to everybody in the locker room that you pay guys that mean something to you. If they let him walk, I also get the logic there. You don't pay running backs. How many contracts have been handed out to running backs that end up biting you in the ass? You know, there is so many pros and cons to Saquon Barkley. They about even out. You know what I mean? The greats also like cancel out the bads and vice versa. So if they let him go, I get it. If they keep him, great. We have another. We have an offensive playmaker who we compare with the wide receiver one who we draft in the first round, right? I'm cool with it either way. So if they sign Daniel Jones and they franchise tag Saquon Barkley, the question is, is Saquon even going to play on the tag at $10.1 million? Probably not. So what does that even do for us? You can't really tag Barkley and expect him to play on that. So, you know, we're sitting here. It's a tough decision, but I, I really don't care what direction they go.
1: So I, I want to pose the same question, but for Daniel Jones. Do you think that he plays on the $32 million franchise tag? Because I don't think that Saquon Barkley would play on it at less than $11 million. But Daniel Jones, seeking forty-five or more, will he play on a $32 million franchise tag? Now, personally, I think that he should. And I think that the Giants, honestly, are probably getting to the point where they're saying... God damn it, I wish we picked up the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. Let's franchise tag him and treat it like a fifth-year option, make this his prove-it year, and try and negotiate with him again next offseason. I think that's a realistic scenario here that the Giants might have to fall, and and that might have to be the compromise, is that he just plays out on the franchise tag. But what if he chooses not to? So, I don't know, Alex, do you think that he would play on the franchise tag?
0: Yes, I think he would, because if Daniel Jones misses a full season because he holds out, He's not getting anything next year. You know, his his, his market's going to dry the hell right up, especially because there's four or five quarterbacks coming out of the draft this year, and there's a lot of quarterbacks next year in the draft that teams will be looking to draft. You know, they're going to be developing guys this year. There's going to be a lot of teams that need quarterbacks now that aren't going to be looking next offseason. So, you know, in my opinion, if you're Daniel Jones, you had one good bounce-back season, right? Like, your rookie season was good. You had a lot of fumbles, a lot of cons. And then you have a good season in in 2022. Your rushing yards, you know, passing gets a little bit better. You You have a chance to take a step forward with the second year of a um, with a, with an offensive coordinator and Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, if he compounds his success, he'll get the 45 million he wants. But if he doesn't play, he's not going to get shit. You know what I mean? So I think that he has no choice but to play um, on the franchise tag if he actually wants to, you know, actually utilize value. That's the main leverage that Joe Shane has in this entire scenario.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But here's the second part of the franchise tag question, right? You franchise tag Daniel Jones. What do you do just in case he doesn't play well on the franchise tag? Like, what's your backup plan? And I know this is something else that we wanted to discuss in today's episode, Alex, because the Giants have reportedly been doing a little bit of work on these quarterbacks at the Combine. They met with Anthony Richardson. We know that they've been doing extensive research on Hendon Hooker. So let's say the Giants do franchise tag Daniel Jones. They're going to have to draft a quarterback at some point in this year's draft, right? I would assume probably within the first three to four rounds, maybe round three, maybe round four, they've got to get a developmental guy just in case, maybe try and land a Dak Prescott like the Cowboys did when they were in negotiations with Tony Romo, if you remember back then. I mean, it seems like it has to happen if they they don't get a deal done with Daniel Jones and they don't feel confident about his future with the Giants. So I don't know. I think that if he does get hit with the franchise tag, I would assume they go out there and they try and
0: find a developmental quarterback, right? I mean, look, if Hendon Hooker's there in the second round, it's totally possible they go in that direction. You know, we talked about this. We had a good debate about this about a week ago. Um, it's totally possible they go and draft the developments of quarterback like that. If Anthony Richardson drops into their range, you know, they're doing their due diligence, and that's a good thing. A lot of people are like, why are they looking at quarterbacks? You know, Daniel Jones, blah, blah, blah. The the fact that Joe Shane isn't pulling a Dave Gettleman right now and saying, we don't need to look at them, we have our guy. He's going out, doing his due diligence, preparing for a worst-case scenario, preparing for uh, maybe in the scenario that DJ ends up walking or whatever the hell it might be. There is, you have to be prepared. You know what I mean? Dave Gettleman never seemed like he was prepared. He was fixated on one player. Everybody knew who it was, and it allowed the Eagles, it allowed the Dallas to leapfrog us for guys like Parsons or guys like um, Devonta Smith, and we lost out on a couple big talents because Dave Gellman couldn't keep his mouth shut. You know, Joe Shane's doing a great job. We have no idea what they're doing. We know that they're we know that they're looking at Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson. Why? Because they're trying to put pressure on Daniel Jones's camp. You know, while their Daniel Jones's free, uh, agents are throwing it out there, he wants forty five million. We're putting pressure on Joe Shane. We're putting pressure on them. Joe Shane's like, I got my own ammo, man. We're gonna go look at quarterbacks in the draft. So good luck. You know, good luck trying to get forty-five million Patrick Mahomes money on the open market because that's definitely not happening. We will franchise tag your ass before you even sniff the open market and looking for that type of money. So, if I'm if I'm Joe Shane, I'm doing everything in my power to prepare for the worst case scenario, prepare for supplements, and if and you could even say if they franchise tag DJ, drafting a quarterback in the second round like Hendon Hooker. Certainly not a bad move because you have the coaching staff to develop a player like that. And a lot of people don't like Anthony Richardson. But let me remind you of quarterbacks that were not good passers coming out of college but now are really, really good. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson, definitely a run style um, you know, kind of player. Anthony Richardson, very, very athletic, capable of running at that level as well. Really good pocket presence. Um, you, know, you can d- develop an offense around that you look at Anthony Richardson and you're saying like the raw potential is there for to be a phenomenal quarterback is it my preference not necessarily you look at a guy um you know, like Hendon Hooker, or rather, you look at um, Jalen Hurts. Nobody thought he would ever be a good passer. He's not the best passer in the world, but he's competent. Like he can get the job done, and he's a great athlete, and he can run, and he can do all these things. Where you can develop an offense around that, um, especially if you you can extend take on Barkley and have a, a rookie quarterback in that instance, because you're able to keep the cap hit down for your quarterback. You know, there are alternatives right but again i think you go wide receiver in the first round you could franchise tag daniel jones whatever it might be and you could sign a couple of free agents and put the money into the second year in 2024 when that opens up and if daniel jones struggles you let him walk and his his market's done anyway and you made a good decision not not extending him on a long-term deal if he succeeds then you extend him and then you you probably end up where where with the agents want right now anyway so you know i kind of feel like looking into quarterbacks isn't a bad move because it's always smart to be objectively prepared for anything to happen. And I appreciate the fact that we have a general manager that understands that entire concept, right? Being prepared for the worst case scenario, being prepared for off-season, using these things as leverage, just knowing the quarterback market because sometimes... It's not about, right, it's not about you picking a player. Maybe Joe Shane is looking at Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker because he knows other teams are going to want those guys. He can do his own scouting say, this guy is going to be special, I really like this guy, and if I'm seeing it, I can guarantee you other teams and other GMs and other scouts are seeing it too. So now he knows, I have a better idea of where this player lands in the draft. I have a better idea what teams are going to be willing to move up, and if, for whatever reason, Hendon Hooker's there right, before, right when the Giants pick, or if Anthony Richardson slips and, you know, sudden, or any quarterback, For that matter, and Joe Shane's sitting there like, I know he's supposed to go right now. I know that there's teams interested because I saw what they saw. I can use this as leverage to trade back and maybe get more draft capital. This is not just about Daniel Jones, this is not just about leverage. It's about being freaking smart and it's about doing your due diligence so you're prepared for the draft in any instances and scenarios that may arise. So, Joe Shane is doing an excellent job holding his cards. He's not showing anything yet. He's doing a great job of being patient. He's monitoring everything, he's you know, sending the right people to do the right scouting. And I, and I right now I'm just very impressed about what he's done because the less we know, the better. The less that we know about what the Giants' plans are, the better because if the fans know, you better freaking believe every other team knows what we're doing, and then we lose all leverage in, in, in instances where we need to have leverage, and we might want to draft up or draft back, and, nobody know, and everybody knows who we want, and then it allows other teams to get in front of us and do things um, to, to screw us over. So I'm really happy that we have a little bit of anonymity and we don't know what's going on at all.
1: Yeah, I think that is a great thing, because if you remember the days of Gettleman, even Reese had a couple of leak issues when the Giants got leapfrogged. I think it was for Leonard Floyd, who ended up going to Chicago, if I remember correctly. Um, And I think it was maybe even Taylor Lewan who went to Tennessee. I know there was a couple times where uh, Reese wanted a certain guy, and then the draft board. I know there was one year that a picture of the draft board leaked. One thing that I know for sure if I know anything about Joe Shane and the current Giants regime, that will never happen, and thank the freaking Lord, because that is literally a GM's worst nightmare, a fan base's worst nightmare. So that's a great thing to, to keep in mind, is that Joe Shane has been very tight-lipped about everything, and I think that's where the mystery of this Daniel Jones contract negotiation is really coming from. It's the fact that every time we see Joe Shane speak— He's always like, yeah, I'm optimistic. We're making progress. We're talking. It's all good, man. But then we hear these reports and it's like Giants and Daniel Jones off in different directions, not even close on a deal. Who knows what's happening? He's asking for too much money. They're not offering it. So I, I it's really interesting just to see how, yeah, you're right. Joe Shane has done a great job of keeping his cards uh, in secrecy and not showing off what they plan to do with Daniel Jones, with Saquon Barkley, in free agency, anything. We hear a little bit of report here. We hear that the Giants are scouting receivers, scouting some quarterbacks we see that they want linebackers and free agency but really we don't really know what the Giants are trying to do right now and I think that's interesting one thing that I think we do know though Alex and I want to hear your opinion on this, I think we know that they're not looking for veteran quarterbacks at free agency. They're not going after any of those Derek Carrs, those Jimmy Garoppolo's, nobody like that, and I think that's a good thing because if the Giants are going to go in any direction opposite of Daniel Jones, it's got to be through the draft, and I assume that you agree with me because, listen, I don't think that one of those guys like Derek Carr, Garoppolo, they don't take the Giants any further than Daniel Jones did. In fact, I have more confidence in Daniel Jones in year two of a Brian Dable offense to take a big leap than I have in Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo to take a big leap. So I think, you know, we could pretty much knock that one off the list, right, Alex? Like, if it's not Daniel Jones, it's definitely not a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: No. I'm not going Derek Carr. Jimmy G, stay the hell off the Giants. Not a chance. Not a freaking chance am I going down that road. Because you know every year the guy gets injured. Every year you have to have preparations in place for when he goes down because of whatever the hell. He's not athletic enough. We don't have the receivers to make him look that good. We don't have the running game. Look, Jimmy G... Solid on the 49ers. Why? Because they have an entire freaking run game that beats the shit out of everybody. So there's no way that Jimmy G is going to walk onto an offense with a poor offensive line, no receivers, a running game that's, you know, okay when Saquon's playing to the most of his abilities, um, and succeed. There's no freaking way. Derek Carr... Not him either. Like, we're looking at him on the Raiders. He had freaking Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, guys. And Devontae Adams had a ridiculous year. And he still ended up getting freaking released. So, you know, tell me, what do the Giants have that's going to make Derek Carr or Jimmy G good? Because right now, we need freaking God. We don't need Jimmy G or Jim or Derek Carr. We need Jesus, man. We need so much help on that offensive side of things. It's not. It's going to take more than this offseason. It's going to take two offseasons to really get this thing figured out. And in a place where we're running, like, an above-average offense, in my opinion. Opinion.
1: Yeah, well, do you think that Daniel Jones is Jesus? Does he turn this offense around? He's, he's he, trying
0: to get paid like Jesus. He's expensive, <laughs> Jesus, man. He's a he's a really pricey one. <laughs> I'll tell you that I right thought now. Jesus, I thought Jesus
1: lacked greed. I didn't know he had an abundance of greed where he was looking for the most expensive quarterback contract of all
0: time. So. Hey, man, he, he deserves it, I guess. <laughs> I think Jesus, yeah. <laughs> he play, probably he's a, does. He's a playmaker, is he not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, for sure. It turns... Uh, Water to wine, that's definitely worth the $45 million in change. I agree. I agree, man. That's worth every penny. But (laughs) Daniel Jones, maybe asking Danny Dimes, maybe asking for too many dimes. Danny our guy Danny put that caption on the Instagram that was awesome make sure to go follow Fireside Giants on Instagram if you're not already but Alex before we wrap here I know we've kind of like rounded the bases discussed all the different topics involved with the Daniel Jones contract the potential other quarterbacks that there could Mm -hmm. be but now I want to get your take on it what do you want to happen with Daniel Jones I'll give mine first I want Daniel Jones to get franchise tagged at this point like I, I just see how high this number keeps going 45 to 45 plus now they're talking like 48 is really the range that Pat Leonard is alluding to. I saw someone else trying to corroborate the report saying 48. I think it was Ryan Dunleavy of The Post. That's a lot of money for a quarterback who, frankly, hasn't proven much. Fifteen touchdowns to five interceptions passing this past season. I mean, I know he provided a lot on the ground as well, and I love the tools that Daniel Jones has. I think he's a great person as well, and I know that he's going to be dedicated and want to ball out this upcoming season. And I do think Brian Dable, if Brian Dable believes in him, I believe in him because I believe in Brian Dable. Brian Dable has a track record that proves he knows how to coach a good quarterback. So if the Giants... Talk to Brian Dable. If Joe Shane meets with Brian Dable and Brian Dable says, no, I don't want any quarterback in this draft. I only want Daniel Jones. Then I too want Daniel Jones. And I think the Giants need to make it their top priority because Brian Dable can turn any quarterback into a superstar in my mind. Like I think that he could take uh, Geno Smith, and Geno Smith would have had his breakout five years ago if he was coached by Brian Dable, right? So listen, but here's how I want it to shape out. I think that right now that number is way too high for Daniel Jones, and I want them to treat it like it's a fifth-year option and give him the franchise tag. I think that Joe Shane is probably kicking himself right now saying we should have. Hindsight's always twenty-twenty. I think at the time, they made the right decision. They should not have given him the fifth-year option and picked it up. Think about it. Joe Shane was a new GM stepping into the Giants. He had never met with Daniel Jones before. Brian Dable had never coached him before, and he was coming off of a pretty poor 2021 season where the Giants ended up with the fifth overall pick. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Plus, Daniel Jones was coming off of an injury. He had a neck procedure in the offseason. There was a lot going into that. I think Joe Shane made the right decision to decline that fifth-year option But that was at that time. Now we wish that he did pick it up. So I think what the Giants should do, in my opinion, is give him the franchise tag, treat it like it's a fifth-year option, try to still negotiate something with Saquon Barkley, but the quarterback is far more important. So I want him to go into 2023 prove that Brian Dable is right about him and have a huge breakout season under Brian Dable so then we can realistically have the $45 million per season conversation in the 2024 offseason. So that's my take on it. I think that the the franchise tag is the best compromise for both parties. Now again, if Daniel Jones crashes and burns this season, it's, it's not the best option for him and he's not going to get that long-term deal next offseason. But again, my confidence in Brian Dable and his confidence in Daniel Jones means I want to give him this one last year to really prove it on the franchise tag and then sure sign him to that mega million extension next offseason if he proves to be that guy. So that's my take on it, but I'm curious to know what exactly you want to shape out here, Alex.
0: So the more I think about it, the more I think you might have a point. And the more I think about it, the more I realize and I'm gonna say this one time, the Giants aren't gonna be heavy players in free agency this year. Right? They're not gonna be. They don't have the money. They have a lot of other things to figure out. They have some big deals coming up. They don't want to lock themselves into big contracts and push it into the future just yet. That's not the plan, right? This is what I think ultimately happens. And let's, let's follow your train of thought. Daniel Jones gets franchise tagged. He counts $32 million against the cap, right? So you have Daniel Jones locked in at $32 million. That's about... Let's say six, seven, eight million dollars less than it would be if you extended him on a multi year deal. You're able to now see because Daniel Jones is coming off one year, showed a lot of growth, right? Showed a lot of momentum. We need to see more of it though. We need to see the passing game. Like we saw 13 touchdown passes in 2022, right? We saw what seven rushing touchdowns, maybe a little bit more than that. That's very good, right? The rushing touchdowns are great, but we need Daniel Jones to show that he can put up 25 plus passing touchdowns a year consistently. Like that is what like Super Bowl winning quarterbacks do. You can't always do it on the ground, right? You got to have a good passing game. And that obviously is not all Daniel Jones' fault. I'm I'm going to obviously point to the variables of the offensive line struggling, lack of wide receiver talent, um a new a new system and, you know, obviously the injuries that occurred. So, a lot of things negatively impacted Daniel Jones. And I just, I think the jury's still out. You know, I think that I I would like to give Daniel Jones more opportunity. I think that he deserves another chance to keep going and keep compounding and experiencing more success. Um, but if it were up to me, I would prefer to go a one-year deal instead of a a four-year deal. You know, I'd like to do that because he is not proven yet. I think he's proven some things. He's proven that he's a very good rushing quarterback. He can do a lot of those things. But we need to see if you give him a top receiver. If you draft a receiver at twenty-five, we need to see if Daniel Jones can make a top receiver look like a wide receiver one. Like you remember what Eli Manning and OBJ did, you remember you know what Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers did, Randy Moss and Tom Brady. You know. Good quarterbacks make top receivers look a lot better. Even Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are a really good combination. Can Daniel Jones and Quentin Johnston do that? Can Daniel Jones and Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt? Can he do that with any of these guys? Can he make them look like a great player? You even look at what the Jets did. You know, they had Mike Waite, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco at quarterback last year, and Garrett Wilson won offensive rookie of the year, right? Can they get the ball into their playmakers' hands enough? And is Daniel Jones going to be a positive variable in that, or is he going to hold them back in that regard? And I think that he's going to be a positive variable because he's a good quarterback. He can get the job done, he can throw the ball, he's got good arm talent. Um, And we saw his pocket presence really expand this past season. So, yes. I feel as though a one-year, even if it's on the franchise tag, we're not going to spend that much money, guys. We can restructure Leonard Williams. We can restructure a Dory Jackson, extend them for an additional year, reduce that cap hit a little bit, and take that additional money, which will be a couple million dollars, and go get yourself a linebacker one. You know, go get with any leftover money. Go get yourself a CB2. Unfortunately, though, Anthony, this is where your conversation before comes back into play. Unfortunately, if you franchise tag Daniel Jones – Saquon Barkley's chances of being retained probably drops to about 35%. I would say that's my that's my estimated guess. I think that if they franchise tag DJ Saquon is probably gone. Like chances are he's gone. So that's the trade-off, you know, do you go and give DJ an extension and tag uh saquon or do you just let him walk and ultimately this is what we're gonna have to figure out but i'm cool with the franchise tag for daniel jones one year not you don't commit to him long term let him keep developing his game and if he keeps going and he keeps getting better you pay the guy and then you have him locked in for a long-term deal and your salary cap space for what it's worth your cap space is now back to full health you've now escaped the dave gettleman's clutch and that is what we've been waiting for for a long time so they, they it'll be a fresh slate for Joe Shane and the cap space. he will be able to make his decisions with the money. His decisions um, ultimately will be the future of this team, and it's not being held back by Dave Gettleman's, uh blunders in the past. So you know, I guess that's kind of my final take on what I'd prefer. I think I'm in the same boat as you, though. They're not going to be big players in free agency. So you might as well tag uh, DJ and keep it keep the the cap hit down.
1: Yeah, listen, I completely agree. One last thing that I will say before we wrap is that I, I'm starting to get really concerned with the whole thing because my argument for being confident in Daniel Jones, my biggest reason for being confident in Daniel Jones is the fact that I am confident in Brian Dable. It actually doesn't have much to do with my confidence in Daniel Jones. Now, listen, I like Daniel Jones. Again, great guy. I know he's going to continue to get better because he works really hard at it, and I think he showed a lot this past season, but we're really banking on that contract being a success, banking on Brian Dable to turn him into the next Josh Allen like that is ultimately what we're hoping for and holding out hope for if, da- if Brian Dable is able to take Daniel Jones to the next level, then the contract extension will be worth it. But if he kind of stays where he's at, then, yeah, we're overpaying for a quarterback. So I don't know. I, I think that that is a cause for concern for me is that my biggest reason to be confident in Daniel Jones is just the fact that I'm confident in Brian Dable. So ultimately, if behind the scenes, Brian Dable starts telling Joe Shane, like, "Uh, maybe I'm not that confident, well, then I'm not confident either. So. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but there's my take on it, Alex's take on it. What's your take on it? Let us know down below in the comment section, or get after us on Twitter at Anthony underscore Rivardo at Alex Wilson ESM. Let us know. We want to discuss with you guys and hear your takes on the Daniel Jones contract and controversy. So let us know down below in the comment section, and make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode, and subscribe to Fireside Giants if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Ding. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.